Ladies and gentlemen, good morning and welcome to episode number five of the podcast. Well, firstly, I want to thank you all because the amount of feedback, positive comments, um, everything based off of, you know, the first four podcasts have been absolutely fucking unreal. Um, (laughs) And I think one of the funniest things, um, and, and Kerry will vouch for this one, um, obviously when I first started out, I, I was listening to podcasts, um, that, that's basically how I educated myself. I, I was looking on Google, I was reading books, I was listening to podcasts and, um, Joe's was always one that, um, was a big one for my education. So it was quite surreal last week, um, Joe putting my podcast up on his story saying it's worth a listen. And I, I kept saying the whole day, I was like, Joe Jeffrey listens to my podcast. Like, Joe Jeffrey is listening to my podcast. It just it just felt like, I know it's fucking daft because he like coaches me and stuff now, but, you know, years ago, I'd be listening to his podcast thinking, oh my God, this guy's a fucking G. And yeah, that's right. I did just dust my shoulder off. He's listening to my fucking podcast now. So <laughs> it's quite a surreal moment. Like, anyway, let's get into it. Let's get into it. So today's episode is... Um, a little bit of a mixture. So obviously today marks the day that my maintenance is over, deload is done, and we get back into massing. So I thought I'd give you a little bit of an explanation as to what I've done and also tie in a little bit of a kind of an educational insight, also more of an experience thing for me and something that I've kind of learned through this maintenance and how you can apply that into your training, your mindset, and maybe some of the thoughts and ideologies that you have about your training and maybe it might make you think twice about things you're doing and, and how you can progress more. So I think this is now week seven, week seven or week eight. So <clears throat> I first started this maintenance off with a week deload. Uh, we then went into a four week rapid fat loss. We then went into, um, I think another deload, which was another week And then I had a couple of weeks of just training, uh, maintenance, real low volume. There was no kind of set parameters. It was just, you know, we trained this movement. There's no kind of set movement or no set exercise. It was just, this is the movement pattern. Any kind of chest incline variation or any kind of lat row variation of of what I wanted, but it always had to be different. Just so there was a novel stimulus there and just something different to what I was doing to my old plan. Um, and it was good, like it was good in regards to the fact that I felt just the fatigue day after day after day just wash off. My physique just improved day after day after day. Like appetite was going through the roof, sleep was good, everything was just just my my train of thoughts, everything it, it was almost like day after day, everything just improved tenfold. So yes, of course, I've got itchy feet. Yes, of course, like there was times I got irritated because I just wanted to go into the gym and start training because it's simply what I love. Like if I didn't feel that, I'd probably be a bit concerned because, you know, no one should really enjoy spending that amount of time away from the gym when it's something that they love so much. But when you know it's something that's beneficial to the goal, then you should be able to push aside that emotional attachment or that emotion that's combined to the feeling of wanting to train and I think this is where I wanted to kind of bring on my experience and kind of then bring in the educational side of it so 
you know, before this style of training or before kind of starting with Joe, I very much was obsessed with training. I still am obsessed with training, but I ignored a lot of the warning signs that my body would, would give me. And I would try and auto-regulate my, uh, my training or my deloads or my adjustments to my training. Now, yes, okay, auto-regulation is something that can be done within training, but how many people are able to detach themselves from that emotion of their own journey? So what I mean by that is, if you love training so much and you know you need a deload, how many of you will pull that deload when it's needed or because you love training so much, you go, oh, fuck it, one more session or one more week or oh, one more mezzo. Like, you know, not many people can draw that line when it's actually needed and say, well, actually, no, I think now's the time to pull the plug. And this was something that before working with Joe, I found that I was getting good at, but I wasn't perfect at because I could still ignore the signs. I could still wake up one morning and digestion could be fucked or mood could be off or, you know, there, there's so many variables that can kind of indicate that it's time to pull the plug and have a, have a deload. But I just be like, yeah, maybe I just didn't sleep well or eh, maybe I ate something funny. But, but I know for a fact it's the fact that I just buried myself in a session, have been pushing for far too long and it's actually time to deload. So... I think having that detachment or having that line where you can draw underneath and go, right, this is my emotional action. This is me based or making a decision based on my feelings, my emotions, and then separating and saying, well, actually, this is what I should do from a bodybuilding perspective. Like if you look at your progress as, as, a, as a business or you know, as a transaction and separate that emotion attachment, then you will make far more, far more progress. So I think having set um, parameters within your meso of knowing when you're training, knowing when you're deloading, knowing when you have a diet phase, and yes, okay, they can be auto-regulated in regards to how each week is looking within the check-in, but as long as it's based on feedback, not emotion, I think that's where um, the difference can kind of come in regards to the auto-regulation or just having set parameters of what your training or your deload should look like. But I think this is something that is very much, and I, I think it falls back to the kind of bro science of things. And, you know, I can, I can vouch for this one that within my kind of clientele, the, and not from a sexist point of view at all, but the female side of the bodybuilders are very good at listening. <laughs> Sorry guys, it's true. Like they don't want to, but if I tell any of my female clients, right, this is when we're deloading, this is how I want you to train, this is how I want things to be, they will probably have a little bit of a moan because it's natural to express how they feel about it, but they will listen and they progress very fucking well, <laughs> very well. Guys, I watch you on social media. I know what you're fucking doing. You are not deloading when I'm telling you to deload. You are not listening when I'm telling you to do certain things. And and this is the problem. It's, it's that bro science. It's that, I don't know what it is, but I think as, as men, as bodybuilders, we are, we are emotional fuckers. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to fucking lie about it. We are. We are emotionally invested in what we do. And it's, to a lot of us, fucking everything. So the... The lesson that I think could be most valuable to a lot of us is taking away some of that emotion and realizing that a week out of the gym, your arms and legs aren't going to fall off. You know, you're not going to lose all your muscle or 
you're not going to put on 20 pounds of fat. Well, you shouldn't put on 20 pounds of fat. It's depending on if you're eating like an asshole or not. But you shouldn't, in a maintenance or a deload phase, be putting on any weight. You, your body should be washing away a lot of that fatigue. It should be becoming a better place for progression. It should be becoming happier. It should be becoming more almost compliant to what you want to do. And, you know, if you take yourself away from that emotion, if you take yourself away from that attachment of training, how many of you have been four, five, six weeks into a mezzo and gone, fucking hell, like, I feel like shit. Why do my joints hurt? Why am I not progressing? Why are my numbers dropping? Like, why is my appetite dead? Like, I've got no sex drive. I've got no desire to do anything. Like, I can guarantee you, every single one of you right now is sitting there nodding your head going, hmm, yeah, actually, it's because you're just pushed too far. You've overreached. And the warning signs are there. It's just we're too naive and Neanderthal-like to op like open our mind up to it and go, actually, yeah, that is, that is what I need. It's, it's almost like man see weight, man must pick it up and put it down. And yes, that is part of what we do. But, you know, 2022 there is a lot more to bodybuilding than just picking weights up and putting weights down. And it kind of, it is, it's something that literally grinds my gears. The the comment, yeah, but Ronnie didn't do it and Dorian didn't do it. Like, okay, but you're not Dorian and you're not Ronnie. Neither am I. <laughs> no one is Dorian and no one is Ronnie other than them two. And, you know, to to look at what they do and then almost compare that or, com or, or, or fit it into your training is incredibly naive. Like, and I know a lot of people will sit there and say, yeah, but it's drugs, it's this. And okay, yes, there is an element of drugs. Yes, of course, like within this sport. However, let's, let's, let's take away this emotion. Let's take away this um kind of marriage that we have to this idea. And let's comply it to, or let's compare it to a different sport. So let's compare it to basketball. How many of you look at Shaquille O'Neal? Or, um, oh fuck, what was the huge Chinese guy's name? Um, I can't remember his name, he was like seven, seven, four or something. How many of you look at those people and go, oh yeah, must be gear. Like they're all taking gear. No, you just, that's their genetic makeup. They are just fucking monsters and they were born to play basketball because they are genetically made up, made up that way. Or what about jockeys? How many people look at jockeys and go, ah, must be gear, like he's tiny, must be gear. Like, <laughs> you don't because you're not emotionally attached to those sports. You're not emotionally invested to those sports. You don't have that, what's the word I'm looking for? It's not guilt. But it's, it's, it's almost like an inferior complex. Like, I'll hold my hands up. When I first started out, anyone that was bigger than me or leaner than me, I was like, yeah, it must be gear. Like, I'm, I'm training every day. Like, I'm fucking doing this bro split of, like, arms, chest, shoulders, biceps, legs once a week. <laughs> and I'm sitting there going, why am I not growing? Like, why, why, why am I not progressing here? Like, it, it must be because I'm not on gear and they're on gear, so it must be there. Like, that, that's, that's, the, that's the answer. It's, it's gear. It's not. Is one, I was training like a fucking idiot and I wasn't doing the right thing. And also, I don't have Ronnie or Dorian's genetics. No one does. Like, there's so many aspects that I think if we actually just take a step back and look at the bigger picture and go, hmm, actually, 
the reason I'm not progressing is because I'm not listening to what my body needs. I'm not listening to what I need to do. What I'm doing is watching these fucking YouTube channels of like Dorian and and Ronnie are like, yeah, buddy. <laughs> like smashing like silly weights in squats or literally training to the point of, you know, bursting blood vessels in their nose and stuff. And yeah, okay, yeah, we've all fucking done it. Like it's fun to train like that, but you're not gonna progress. You're gonna bury yourself in a fucking hole. And this is something that I found. Like, you know, I can I can push myself to obscene levels in training just because I simply love it. I can take my place take myself to some fucking dark places to achieve those rep ranges or achieve those weights, but I don't fucking progress. It might look cool for a social media post, but I don't get bigger. If anything, I spend the rest of the week in a fucking hole and I feel down and depressed because I can't train properly. I've had to take my myself to some fucking dark places to try and lift the weight. And I just feel snappy, I feel bitey, I feel almost like a black cloud that's over my head because I've had to push my body to an extreme all for the sake of literally like shitting on my central nervous system to then not be able to recover like from it. It's just inconducive to a bodybuilding goal. And if you're a power lifter or if you're a strong man, yeah, fair enough. Your goal is to lift a heavy weight from A to B and the aim of the game is to lift the biggest number possible. But to the majority of people listening to this, I would imagine are bodybuilders and the number you're lifting on the bar is completely fucking irrelevant. Like it makes no difference to anything. You know, your body doesn't wake up and go, hmm, well, that was a 400 pound deadlift or that was a 250 pound squat or, you know, whatever. I don't know why I'm talking in metrics of pounds. Like let's, let's take that back to kilos. <laughs> you know, that 220 kilo deadlift, like your body's not going to go, hmm, that was 220. You did 190 last week. You're a fucking pussy. Like no one does that. The only people that do that are the people that are watching you on social media and why the fuck do you care what they think? Like, are they going to be judging you on stage or, you know, are they the ones that's going to be judging your physique or are they coaching you? No. So uh, I don't understand why the number on the bar is important. What is important is actually listening to what your body can do. And this ties in with like central nervous system fatigue or, or what your body can manage and I think this is something that a lot of bodybuilders are naive to and actually comes up quite a lot of people that I talk to. So, you know, let's take an individual who trains all the time, trains to failure, or someone who, who's just started taking gear, for example, and they are smashing weights week after week after week after week, and they're making good progress, they're making good gains. And all of a sudden, they're like, shit, my elbows are hurting, or fuck, my knees are killing me, like, I can't walk. And then all of a sudden, the progress stops. And they start feeling shit and down and appetite goes to shit again. It's because a muscle can respond much quicker than your central nervous system can. Now, if you're repeatedly pounding your central nervous system, like you need to take time to rest that, to recover it, to bring it back. And I think this is something that, again, the kind of Neanderthal bodybuilder in us just doesn't understand i'm not sure if it's just because we're naive to it or because you can't see it because it's not a mirror muscle and we can't like vision it but internally there is a little fucking white flag being waved and it's saying if you don't stop we're gonna fucking we're gonna struggle here 
And I don't understand why people aren't listening to that. And I, yeah, again, I'll hold my hands up and admit there was times where I didn't listen to it. I would say to myself, nah, I'm just a bitch. Like, I can push through this. Like, fatigue is for wimps. Like, rest is for bitches. I sleep when I'm dead. Like, you know, it's, <laughs> I had this mindset for years. And, you know, I think I, I'd done my rounds and proved my point that I can train very, very fucking hard. But the question I constantly asked myself with that is, why does my progress not reflect my effort? I will train harder than anyone. I will push further than anyone. I will take it to extremes that people won't take it. Why does my progression not reflect that effort? Because I'm not fucking Dorian. I'm not Ronnie. I'm not Jordan Peters. <laughs> my body can't cope with that amount of volume. It can't cope with that, no, sorry, not volume, that intensity. It can't cope with that fucking pounding because my body is a little bitch, <laughs> basically. And that's okay. Like, there is no issue with that because I've actually stepped back and gone, right, okay, what's actually happening here? What is my body missing? What is my journey missing? And I stopped and I was like, I am literally grabbing a sledgehammer every fucking day and I'm annihilating my central nervous system. I'm literally burying myself, not even six feet deep. I was going like 12 feet deep, iron cast like fucking coffin, cementing the fucker, like literally just anything. And just this, this fucker was just dead. So of course I wasn't going to make any progress. Like if anything, I was setting myself up for more failure. And now bringing this back into kind of the maintenance phase that I've been through or the, the, the deloads that I've been taking, it just solidifies that fact that, you know, the things that I have changed drastically over this last, well, 20, 22 weeks now, um, is my fatigue management, is the way I train, is I'm actually eating less because I don't need that amount. And it's, it's the same with forcing food. Like if people think that, to get huge, you have to force food, then uh, again, like think of it logically, you know, if you're having to force something, that, I mean, the key word there is force, then the body is probably not happy about it. So why force it to do something it doesn't want to do? Because it's only going to fight you back. If you actually listened and again, bringing in that auto-regulation, like listen to what the signals of your body are saying your body will thank you for it in the long run and it will comply. And it is just this, I think if you look at yourself as like a split personality, and I know that sounds quite a daft way of saying it, but look at it as like the logical side of your mind and then look at your body and what it wants to do. You have to work together. And the fact that so many people I speak to or so many people, I, and this, this comes from fucking so many conversations I've had with people on social media. It's the whole... Oh, you know, when was the last time you took your bloods? Oh, I, I don't have money to run bloods. Okay, but you got money to run gear. Like, again, you're, you're fighting against yourself. Like, you're having this internal argument of your body's going, bro, we need to look after our health here. And you're like, shut the fuck up. Like, you will take the gear and you will be healthy. Like, it's the same with training. Like, your body is screaming at you with these white flags of, mate, we need to rest. Like, I feel like shit. My knees are hurting. My elbows are hurting. And then you shout back, no, fuck off, like, we're deadlifting today, or we're squatting today. And then you wonder why you don't progress, or you wonder why you feel like shit, or you wonder why when you look at your reflection, you're like, man, why am I, why are my legs not growing? Like, I pound these fuckers, like, thousands of squats, like, why, why is this not happening? 
because something's missing. Like I heard something the other day and it said the things you're not doing in the gym or the, or the training you're not doing is what is going to lead you to the progression you don't have. And it's true. Like I think as bodybuilders we get married to an ideology of this is how we train. So again, the Dorian and Ronnie kind of tribe of if you want to grow legs, you have to squat heavy. You have to lift as heavy as you possibly can. You have to do it to failing. You have to do it as much as possible. Like, there's so many ways to do this. And I think, you know, the the eye-opener for me was the fact that so many people turned around and said to me, when I started training with reps in reserve or, you know, when I was taking these dealers, oh, you're going to lose all your progress or you're going to hate it or, you know, you're not going to be as good as you were. Well, sometimes you have to do things differently. Sometimes you have to stop yourself and go, well, this isn't working for me right now. So why am I going to continue to do what isn't working? Why would I not risk it and try something new? And I think if you look at any successful bodybuilder, any successful coach, any successful educator in this industry, they have all taken time to try different things. They've all taken time to assess what works for them. You know, they've heard one kind of theory from one person. They've tried it. Okay, cool. How did that go? Yeah. I mean, I love the blood and gut style of training, like with Dorian. I love the JP style of training, and I've tried them both. Fucking love them. Like, literally my favorite style of training, but I can't do it. I can't recover from it. It's it's inconducive to my goals as a bodybuilder because, yeah, it might make me feel good in the gym, and I might feel like an absolute fucking G doing it, but it makes me a shit bodybuilder because I'm not growing and I can't recover from it. Or, you know, if I am growing at such a slow rate, it just makes no sense to carry it on. You know, I, I don't want to be JP. I don't want to be Dorian. I want to be me, but the best bodybuilder I could be. So why would I continue to do something like that? Because it's it's taken me further away from my goals. So what I do now or what I think is, you know, how is this going to affect my goals? How is this going to affect my journey? And again, I think a successful bodybuilder is the one who can take away their emotion and their attachment to certain theories, certain ideologies, or even certain things that they enjoy more than others, and going, well, okay, that's what I enjoy, but it's not beneficial to me. What is beneficial to me is this, this, and this, so that's what I'm going to do. So that wraps up episode number five. Slightly more in depth, um, you know, I, I did say that these podcasts were going to vary from, you know, kind of relaxed mindset side of things or quite in-depth training side of things. So I thought today just worked quite well as it was the the day one of the mass um, and the last kind of maintenance phase and deload phase. You know, I, wouldn't, I don't want to say it was challenging. Um, it, it, it tested me in a way that I'm a very impatient person, especially when it comes to my training. I want something yesterday. But bodybuilding is not something that can just happen overnight. You have to do the long game. Um, so I thought it was quite a, a relevant topic to discuss today. So that wraps up episode number five, guys. As always, thank you very much for listening. Um, any questions, anything you want off the back of this podcast, again, please feel free to ask, send messages, anything I can do to help, always happy to. But thanks for listening, guys. Stay fine, fresh, and fucking fantastic. And I will catch you next week with another episode of the podcast. Much love.